Hello, and thank you for joining me here on Choosing Happily Ever After. You are in for a treat today. It is our second episode of Conversations with Friends, which is a special series we're doing here this summer. And as I mentioned, it is quite a treat. The conversation that I had for this month's episode was so encouraging to me. Um, Before I introduce my guest to you, I want to ask you a few questions. Are there causes that you care about? Are there issues in the world that bother you? (laughs) Um, Do you ever feel like you wish that you could make an impact, but you don't know how you would do that? Or it feels overwhelming maybe to think about what that might look like? Um, Today, you are going to be encouraged because you're going to find out how easy it is to actually make a difference with your life. I get to have a conversation or I had a conversation with my friend Jill for today's episode and the focus was talking about um, her involvement with a company called Trades of Hope, but it wasn't just about that specifically, but it was about how to help you to feel empowered and encouraged about making a difference just in your daily life. Now, the organization that Jill um, is partnered with, Trades of Hope, that I already mentioned, I'm going to read to you just a few things off of their website because it's so inspiring. Um, It's a company that was started with the desire to change the world because they wanted to help provide for people. They wanted to make an impact specifically for women who are facing uh, issues of poverty, human trafficking, um, and these are some of the things that they do. They help mothers keep babies out of orphanages. They fight human trafficking. They help women leave abusive situations. They create jobs for differently abled women that can't find jobs otherwise. Um, They send girls who wouldn't have the opportunity to go to school. They send them to school. Um, They fight against child marriage. And they also help to provide clean water. So those are some of the things that they do. Um, But what I love about this organization is that they have devised a way to do it where they're empowering women. You know, women were saying like, hey, we don't just want a handout. We don't we don't just want you to come in with your money or your used goods to provide for us. We want you to actually like we want to be empowered to make a way ourselves. And so this company, I love it. And this is what it's doing. Um, if you haven't checked it out before, I want to encourage you to do so. But beyond that, I want you to frame your thinking in terms of the possibilities of what impact your life could make. Because we all have busy lives. We all have issues that we care about that can feel overwhelming when we try to think about what we could possibly do to make a difference. Um, and Jill has found a way to do that just in her daily life. And the reason this story is so inspiring and the reason I'm so excited to share it with you um, isn't just because of this, you know, this company or the causes that she's impacting, although that's certainly part of it. But you don't have to be a part of Trades of Hope. <laughs> you don't have to be you know, um, like it's not as hard as you might think because Jill's story is one of just using what was in her hand, being faithful with that, and then seeing what the Lord did with it. And we all have opportunities that the Lord's given us. We all have things that seem small that we may not even recognize the potential of, but there is something so 
inspiring and encouraging and strengthening when you consider that the Lord has already put something in your hand that you may not recognize it, but that when you are faithful with the opportunity he's given to you, when you're faithful in serving him in your daily life, when you're faithful in pursuing him and just, you know, walking out your life each day in little ways that he could use those little things to bring big impact to the world around you, because that's true, certainly in Jill's life, and you're going to love to hear her story. But it is also true in all of our lives, that little things are not actually little, (laughs) that it's the little things in our daily life that can make a big impact in the world around us. And so wherever you're at today, whatever causes are in your heart, or maybe you're just wanting to see a difference in your own home or in your own personal life or job situation or whatever it is, I want you to open your heart to be encouraged, to be inspired, to grab hold of hope because there is something in your hand. And as you pursue it faithfully, and as you steward faithfully what the Lord has given you, you are gonna find that it is gonna multiply beyond what you can see, just like it has for Jill. I hope that you enjoy uh, the episode today. Flood the comments with love for Jill. And just thank you for giving your time and joining me today. Hello and welcome to Choosing Happily Ever After. Thank you for being with me today for this special episode. We are doing a short series called Conversations with Friends. And today I am blessed to get to have a special guest with me. So I'm going to introduce her in a minute. But before I do that, I just want to tell you to prepare your hearts to be encouraged and inspired because this is going to be a great conversation. And I'm so excited for what the Lord is going to do through it. So now that you're ready, let me introduce Jill to you. When I decided to do these conversations with friends and was making kind of a little list of who I wanted to have, Jill was one of the first names because she is so inspiring to me, which I probably have never told you, (laughs) but she has been a part of the house for a long time, 14 years (laughs) has had a lot of life happen in that time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she is involved with, a business of hers, is what we're going to be mostly focusing on today. But her life just is full of touches of God's goodness. Mm -hmm. And so every time I talk to her, I walk away encouraged and just with that warm feeling in my heart. So I want you guys to have that experience today as well. So do you want to share just a little bit about yourself, maybe? Add, I didn't really give any details of your life, I suppose. Sure. So. <laughs> I can do that. I was born and raised in Minnesota, so you might hear a little Minnesota accent <laughs> come out at some point. Went to college just over the river in Wisconsin for elementary education, just a, a dream that had been on my heart for my whole life. Um, ended up meeting Jesus in college, and uh, my life totally took a different turn after that. Mm-hmm. Went to finish college. I taught for just a very short time. I went to school for elementary education, like I said, and taught for just a really short time in St. Paul. And then I really felt a call to ministry. Um, So I started working at Teen Challenge shortly after college and worked with women coming out of drug and alcohol addiction, helping them to meet Jesus and be set free 
which was amazing. Um, and then shortly after that, I went to Bethel Seminary for global and contextual study, cross-cultural ministry, and just pursuing, didn't know what that would look like, whether that would be missions or just ministry in a cross-cultural context. Ended up moving to Ethiopia and spent a year living there where I met my husband, which was not what I was expecting, <laughs> but it was kind of the icing on the cake to one of the best years of my life. And we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary this month, which is crazy. And we have a four-year-old who is my favorite human in the whole entire world. He's adorable. Um, I, love, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I get to be home and take care of him and help moms around the world. So why don't you explain a little bit about that? So you work with Trades of Hope. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us, if people aren't familiar... Can you tell us just a little bit about that company? Yeah, Trades of Hope is a fair trade company. We partner with artisan groups in 16 countries around the world, and it's empowering women, mostly women. There are a few men that work in the groups, uh, but giving them sustainable uh, employment opportunities so that they can provide for their kids, get out of human trafficking, and um, just have jobs with dignity to be able to rise out of poverty. And how did you get first connected with them? I have been connected going on seven years now, probably about six and a half years. I was at a season of life. I was doing ministry uh, full-time, working you know, with women and watching them rise out of um, really desperate situations and encountering Jesus. And it, it was a place where I really felt like God had called me to in that season, and it was rewarding and fulfilling. But yet I would come home at night and just feel this like, just watch TV. My husband would be at work, and what do you do with your free time? It was before I had the child (laughs) and um, just had that sense of I have free time and I have these gifts and passions and just started praying about what else could I do? Should I volunteer somewhere? Should I get a part-time job at Starbucks? I like coffee. (laughs) And those things just weren't really resonating with what I felt like I should do. And it was right around that time that a friend of mine shared just on social media that she was partnering with these women around the world and helping them to keep their babies. And she was traveling to Guatemala to be able to meet some of them and sharing the things that they made. And I was like, tell me more, (laughs) like, what are you doing and how do I do this too? So I just asked some questions and dove right in. (laughs) Okay. So if you don't know, or you haven't seen Trades of Hope, I do want to encourage you, by the way, to check them out. And at the end, we'll talk about how you can do that. But um, Jill, each year when we do our Christmas market, has a table of goods that she brings. And it's my favorite table. <laughs> and I always make sure I have a little cash <laughs> to be able to buy. You know, I look for gifts for other people, but I inevitably come away with gifts for myself, which I justify because it's for a good cause. It's, it's a good and cause. And also it's my birthday time of the year. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, I can do that, right? <laughs> but they have beautiful jewelry, purses, scarves. I'm trying to think of some of the other things we've. Coffee. Yep. Coffee, um, which so, you know, it's a good company. Um, (laughs) but the thing that I love about it, I love the company itself, but I think that, you know, when I was younger, I was full of like, we're going to change the world, you know? And that was kind of the, the call and the cry of my heart. And then it wasn't that that went away, but I think as I got older, you know, I have kids, I have a full life. And so Sometimes when we would be, you know, Jamie and I talking about opportunity to to impact something or dreaming and like the big way that we would dream, 
like it felt exhausting to me instead of exciting. Mm-hmm. And I started feeling guilty, like always torn between I'm not doing anything to impact the world the way that I want to. Or if I'm putting my time in something, it's taking away from my family. And like there's just like a cost. And so I love that with Trades of Hope, you get to impact the world, but you get to do it from home. That you get to do it in a way that works with life too, where it's not, you know, any choice you make, there's going to be some sacrifice associated Mm -hmm. to it. But you obviously don't want to impact the world at the expense of your family, which I feel is what happened, unfortunately, in the older generation sometimes Mm -hmm. where you would have people that were very impactful in their ministry, but then their home life would be a mess because of the cost of it. And so, so I love that you've been able to be a part of something but not have to sacrifice And I think that's so important for women. So I do want to talk a little more specifically about Trades of Hope, but I guess I'm wondering if you have any advice for women that might be in that situation where they care about human trafficking or there's a cause that's on their heart, Mm -hmm. but they're thinking, what am I going to be able to do? And how can I do this with my life already feeling like it's full? (laughs) Yeah, like it's full. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Obviously, to start with, praying about that topic. If it's on your heart, if it's a cause that you feel very, feels important to you, it's from the Lord. Like God has put it there and he wants to use you in some capacity. And whether that's this season or another season, he's going to use it and he's going to use you to do something. Even if you don't fully understand it, I came home from Ethiopia with this heart for human trafficking. I didn't actually know, really understand what human trafficking was. I knew what I saw in the movies which really isn't what human trafficking is at all. And I just started to pray, like, God, how would you have me be involved? And maybe it's learning more about whatever is on your heart. Maybe it's researching organizations that are already serving that cause, serving organizations that are serving those causes or giving towards them. You know, it's it doesn't have to be moving across the world, but it can be just starting really small in simple ways, take baby steps and... God's going to bring opportunities. I love that because you're right. Obviously, the Lord sees more than we do. Mm -hmm. But even I think sometimes we limit the power of our prayers. So as we're praying for the Lord to show us and give us opportunity, also praying for that cause or that issue because prayer is so powerful. And we often feel like we're doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But if we're actually spending time (laughs) interceding, You know, that is the most powerful thing that you can actually do. So definitely be encouraged there. Going back, though, to Trades of Hope, when you first got involved, what did that look like? Gosh, it has looked very different over different seasons. So I've been doing it for about six and a half years. I was working full time when I started. I didn't have a child yet, but I had some free time and I dove headfirst. I did share stories through events and parties and things like the house market. And I did a lot in that first year. And then it kind of shifted a little bit. It kind of took a, I don't want to say back burner, but other priorities just came up in life. And I love that I was able to still make an impact. It wasn't in the same capacity, but other things Mm -hmm. came up. I did the school of ministry at the church. I had a baby. (laughs) trying to figure out how to be a mom, (laughs) able to move to being able to stay at home. And then, so it's kind of just looked different in different seasons. But when you first joined, what was that process like? 
Like, did you have to put money in for product, what the model is in terms of becoming part of Trades of Hope? Yep. I just bought a kit. Okay. Um, and I, at the time, there were very large ones. <laughs> we don't even have those anymore. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going all in. And I bought a big one. We don't even have those because it's not even needed. But yeah. it's just you buy a few products that come in a little kit that's already curated for you. And yeah. they provide training. And there's friends that help and amazing other people yeah. that are that are doing it. So I wasn't alone. I had people walk alongside with me yeah. that are still doing it. Well, that actually leads into the next question is what... Obviously, you're helping people and you're providing beautiful goods for people as well. But um, has there been anything you've been surprised about or other impacts it's made in your life, like maybe around community or connections or anything? Definitely the community aspect. We kind of we talk about it being a sisterhood. And I thought that was a little cheesy. I'm an introvert. So I was like, I don't really need the friends. I just I just want to change the world. But the friendships that I've made through it are so much deeper than like we sell jewelry. <laughs> They're yeah. women who really have a heart to end human trafficking that have a heart to for orphan prevention and yeah. for helping really deep issues in just a tangible way. And even just the people that have come and like, I want to share more and the things that they have shared through it. I had mm-hmm. one person come and share and she's like, you know, God just reminded me that he called me to missions when I was mm-hmm. a kid and I kind of forgot. And I feel like he's causing me to dream again about that. And that to be able to pray for her and for that to be reawakened in her was really a surprise, but a a blessing to be a part of. So have you been able to connect with the women in the country, like whose goods you're selling Mm -hmm. at all? Yep. I went to um, one of the groups that we have. We actually have a couple of groups that we partner with in Haiti and Haiti is really near and dear to my heart. So when I found out that we worked Mm -hmm. in Haiti, that was really important to me because I had been there on a number of mission trips And so shortly after I started, I went to Haiti and it wasn't a mission trip. It was a vision trip. So we got to spend a week working with the women, learning how they roll beads out of cereal boxes, which I was terrible at. But they, you know, they had a great time laughing at us and like, oh, she has no idea what she's doing. (laughs) But it was just such a bonding experience to meet them, to see their the people that work there. They have a preschool on site. So their kids were right there. You know, they didn't have to send them to an orphanage because they could yeah. provide for them. So to see their kids, some of them brought us to their homes. There was one woman who had just bought her family a kitchen table, yeah. and she was so excited to share her kitchen table. And wow. just the the pride and the dignity that comes with being yeah. able to provide something for your family and not just a handout or given to you yeah. is priceless. Yeah, that's amazing. I, you know, I grew up doing mission trips and it was actually when he was transitioning out of the military, that was what we thought we were going to do is we're going to end up on the mission field. And I had some sadness when we were going to be here. Really? <laughs> like, oh Lord, I said I'd go anywhere. You know, and he was like, well, Minnesota someplace, <laughs> you know, but I do remember also some of my trips I walked away in particular when I went to in Haiti with a love for the people thankful for the experience but wishing that there was something more that we were doing Mm -hmm. because it did feel like we were there and we could provide some things while we were there you know we we did these clinics where we were able to give medicine and you know pray for people and we presented the gospel, and I don't want to make light of any of that. I know that that matters, but it left me with this. But what are like? Are we actually helping them? Is there a way to sustain this? Are they just waiting for the next time 
when we come back, Mm -hmm. but what are we doing to help them to actually be in a better place without our presence here? So the organizations like this, like Trades of Hope, like I just think it's so amazing because the goal obviously is for people to be able to have opportunity to use their gifts and their talents and to be better off because of that. So mm-hmm. has there been anything as you've interacted with some of the women and had these experiences that has been surprising to you that you weren't expecting? Probably just how so many of them have found hope. Like mm-hmm. it's called trades of hope, but then they say like, we have found hope. And mm-hmm. over the last year, I was able to sit in on a Zoom call with a different group every single month. And it, they don't know each other like each individual group are separate so they don't know each other but the theme in every single one whether it was india or peru or cambodia all of them said i have found hope Mm -hmm. just because they were given an opportunity to do something that they were good to find skills some of them didn't know that they had skills in certain areas but women coming out of brothels in asia like knowing that they can do something to better and change their lives for themselves and for their children yeah it's given them hope and That spurs me on. So when you are spending your time working with clients or women, like what does your daily life look like in terms of what, like how much time does this cost you? What kind of skill set or I don't know, like useful things. If someone was listening right now and going, oh, I'm interested in maybe doing something like this. What could they expect that it would require from them? It could be as little as 15 minutes in a day. (laughs) I mean, there are days where I do some work during nap. I probably do. There's no requirement. So you can do it in the carpool line. You can do it while your kid is napping. You can do it after bedtime. Sometimes my four-year-old's in the bath and I'm doing a little bit of work. So I just squeeze it in kind of in little increments. I usually set aside a couple hours a day and work on it, but that's where I'm at and where I have decided to focus. And I know you use social media as one of your platforms and you can find her on social media at the end. Again, we'll point to that. But are there other ways that you promote this or get the opportunity out? So like if someone is listening, but they maybe don't have a, they're not on social media mm-hmm. or that's just not the world they're in or they don't have a lot of followers or yeah. whatever the case may be. How would they, what platform would they use to yeah. do this? Well, you don't need a lot of followers because I don't, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so open. I, I love sharing at events like the vendor market at yeah. the house and being able to share at different kind of vendor tables where you can share people's stories and you can share the things that they make. I do a lot of events. I do them a lot through like Facebook or online events. Also, you could do like home events. I actually have one coming up soon where we're gathering together in somebody's home and we just get to have a little celebration and share different stories and they get to touch everything and try it on. And so there's a lot of different ways. It doesn't just have to be through social media, but that is kind of a convenient way in our day and age. Do you know of other organizations that you would recommend for people that obviously trades a hope? We highly recommend this one, but do you know of other ones as well that maybe women might want to check out? There's so many organizations. There's World Vision and Compassion International are sponsoring children but they also pour into the community and support families there's a lot of organizations in haiti that are working with women and children the apparent project harvest 107 is doing urban farming so they're teaching people how to grow vegetables and food for themselves right in their inner city port-au-prince homes so many organizations about human trafficking there's 
A21 Polaris project. So if there's a specific cause, we would recommend obviously checking those out, but also just Google, ask people, because if you have a cause in your heart that you're interested in or you're passionate about, chances are there's an organization out there. I love Charity Water. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, because they bring, they create ways for people to have clean water. So I highly recommend checking that out and even looking at the video, hopefully it's still online, that they have on their website just of how they started. But locally, there is the Union Gospel Mission. Are there ways that people can get involved with supporting Teen Challenge? They're always looking for mentors and volunteers. Okay. Always, I know they always have a lot listed on their website as well. Yeah, so the point is that no matter what stage of life you're in, or what your community or opportunities feel like, there is a way for you to contribute to, you know, outside organizations. It doesn't have to be financially. Financially is obviously one option. But we just want to encourage you to, if there's something stirring in your heart right now, to not just let it pass by, mm-hmm. but to actually find a way to act on it because there are lots of little ways that you can actually contribute, you know, even If you go, you shop at like Cub Foods, the grocery store, they have bags that are pre-bagged that you can buy that go to the local food shelf. So you just buy it right there and then you can drop it off right there. So there's there's lots of ways that you can be contributing and giving to causes that are close to your heart. Before we close, do you have any key impactful moments or testimonies that could be encouraging to share? I think uh, one that's more recent. So I kind of mentioned that it's looked, my work with Trades of Hope has looked different over different seasons. And this over 2021, God just breathed life on it. There was a grace in the season that I didn't really ask for. I wasn't really prepared for. I hadn't really done much in the years prior. And then the year, I mean, we're coming out of the first year of COVID, entering the second year of COVID, where People aren't expecting much success in many areas of life. And I had a couple events that snowballed into a year that blew me away and actually led me to be the number one in sales in the company for 2021, which titles and positions really mean nothing to me. The part that impacted me was I had prayed a couple years ago, "Should should I just be done with this? I'm not making the impact that I thought I would, does it really matter kind of a thing. And I heard God say, just do what you can with what you have. Okay, so I'll just share once in a while on Facebook or my mom will buy something. Or So I just kind of kept plugging along. And we gathered together just this last January and to, to find out that that was what the year ended up looking like. And it, I was impacted in knowing if I had quit, how many lives how many jobs would not have been provided? How many moms wouldn't have had food for their babies? How many women wouldn't have been able to come out of brothels? And so it was just reminded of like, don't quit. God always reminds me, if you don't quit, you win. Whether that's, you know, your work, your family, your marriage, your children. I think that's, that has been the way to impact has impacted me. That's so good. Yeah, you never know what your little faithfulness that feels like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You never know where it's going to lead or what impact. I mean, even now, you've seen some of the tangible impacts, but you will never know on this side of eternity the full breadth of what 
has actually happened because you've chosen to be faithful. That's so good. Not to totally ruin this very amazing moment, but we were going to do this at the beginning and I saved it for the end. So we're going to put Jill on the spot with a few fun (laughs) icebreaker questions (laughs) just so you can get to know her a little bit more because I'm sure after this, you're going to want to be following her and connecting with her. But so here's some just, Either or questions, you have to say the first one that comes to mind. Okay. All right. So coffee or tea? Coffee. All day. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready for more. Round <laughs> two. All right. Summer or winter? Summer. Please. Right. Thank you. Who says winter? My husband. That's who says it. It's wrong. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be able to see the future or change the past? Okay. This is getting harder now. Right? Because <laughs> the future... I don't know that I'd want to know the future, but the past has made me who I am. Exactly. I feel like that's... But there's probably some things I would want to change in the past. I think that too, but then I think, what if something I changed would like make one of my children not exist or something? I know, it's... (laughs) These are hard questions, okay. (laughs) Um, Do you prefer predictability or excitement? If you would have asked me maybe a decade or more ago, I probably would have said excitement. Mm -hmm. In this season of life, I need predictability. Don't surprise me. Don't change anything. (laughs) Just stick with the plan. Yes, I agree with that, too. Movie or book? Book. I fall asleep during movies. I think that's like what happens when you become a mom. Or maybe that happened before, too. My kids used to give me a hard time because I would fall asleep. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm not doing something else during the movie, it's not going to happen. I feel like I'm getting better at that, but okay. (laughs) Skydiving or scuba diving? Again, I would have probably wanted to do them at Mm -hmm boring now (laughs) but maybe skydiving i could i think they both sound just terrible (laughs) don't make me do one today (laughs) all right we're not gonna throw you out of a plane or anything but okay that's it for the hard questions (laughs) but do you (laughs) right um do you have any parting shots that doesn't seem like the right put it but just words of encouragement or anything else in your heart that you'd like to share? You know, we've been talking about kind of having a heart to make an impact and do something. You know, if there's something, if you have this dream in your heart, do some little thing. For sure, be praying about that dream or that passion or that cause that's dear to you. But if you are wanting to make an impact, like start where you are. You don't have to go to the other side of the world. Like there's, start with your family, start with where you are. Be surprised to where God takes it. That is so Good. So that made it seem like this was the last thing I had for you, but I'm actually going to ask you to pray for everyone too. Okay. So, and that will really be the last thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Father, thank you so much for every single person that tunes in. God, thank you that they are right where they need to be, that they haven't, they haven't missed it, (laughs) that they're not too late. Thank you that you have a plan and a purpose that you have designed even before they were born. So God, I just declare encouragement and a new breath of that you would just breathe on dreams, that you would breathe on, on those visions, on those things that they thought that they had dreamt about and were, were gone. God, I just pray that you would reawaken hearts, that you would open eyes to opportunities. God, that you would, Just use each and every one in such a powerful way for your kingdom, even if that looks like just the small and the mundane. 
God, I thank you for the value of the small and the mundane and the everyday. So I just, I declare blessing. I declare that hope would arise and that we would just have eager expectation of your goodness and what you're going to do. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So if someone is interested in Trades of Hope or in finding and connecting with you, what would be the best way to do that? Trades of Hope itself is just tradesofhope.com. I have my own tradesofhope.com. Is it backslash, slash? I never know which way the slash goes, (laughs) but Jill Demisse following that or on Instagram. Mine is just Jill underscore Demisse. (laughs) Pretty easy to find. Or on Facebook. And we can try to have links in the notes of the podcast too. So thank you so much for coming. It's an honor. And thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can share it below and subscribe to the channel. You can also find Nicole Van Gelder on social media or through her website in the show credits. Thanks again for choosing Happily Ever After. See you next time.